Hi there, and welcome to the Accepted Authority podcast. My name is Greg Roworth, and each week I'm your host on the Accepted Authority podcast, where we discuss the challenges of growing a successful consultancy practice and specifically focus most of what we say around the strategy of authority positioning, because authority positioning has been the most successful marketing business growth strategy that I've encountered in my 30-odd years of uh, involvement in professional services in the accounting consulting professions over that time. Today, being my last podcast for 2023, as we roll into a new year, I'm hearing lots of different comments and I, and I want to focus on how we can start 2024 by hitting the ground running, making sure that we get off to a really profitable, valuable start in 2024. And what I believe that comes down to is our mindsets. You know, how will we start the year ready to take off and, and run with successful strategies and strategies that are going to accelerate our results and give us more impetus to go beyond where we've achieved uh, this year. Now, I'm hearing lots of comments at the moment. People are saying, gee, I can't wait for this year to be over. Oh, just looking forward to a better 2024. We're really worried about where the economy's heading. We're hoping that it's going to get better in 2024. Things like, well, we've had a real downturn. Things are getting tough. I wonder how we're going to go. And all of these things I'm hearing are really about external factors they're about the economy, about the, the change of seasons, the change of one year to the next. But there's nothing I'm hearing that's related to in 2024, here's what we're going to do. In the new year, we're going to start a new thing. It's not about that. Our conversations are typically about what's happening to us, and I believe we need to focus not so much on what's happening to us, but what it is we're going to do to achieve the goals that we're setting for ourselves. And end of year is a traditional time where we start to set goals. We look at how we've gone this year, we look at what went well, what didn't go so well, what we want to change, and what we want to achieve in the new year. So we start the year with a real target on what we want to achieve. Now, sometimes it doesn't take very long into the new year before those targets are looking too difficult to achieve and we wonder why we ever set, why we ever set those goals. And it comes back to, I believe, this external focus. Uh, the focus on the economy, the focus on the external environment, the focus on what's happening to us 
instead of being really proactive about the things that we can do to improve on what we've done this year. So to take your business further than what you've achieved to this point, it's going to take doing some things the same, some things better, but also some things different. Now, if you can look at the way you've gone about business this year, what have been the winners for you? What have been the things that have accelerated your results? Go back and analyze the year. Look at what you've done throughout the year and what have been the things that have worked well for you. What sort of clients have worked well for you, first of all? I think we need to focus on the type of clients that we work best with, the ones that give us a seamless um, working environment where we're working well with them, they work well with us, and everything goes smoothly. Then also look at what sort of clients have been the opposite. What sort of clients have you worked with that have been hard to work with, that have been disruptive, that have been well, less enabling you to do your best work. So when we do that sort of analysis, we can we'll come up with a range of different type of clients that have, on one hand, allowed us to do our best work. On the other hand, made it hard for us to do our best work and made it hard for us to make a profit on the work we've done for them. Now, when we do that analysis, I think we have a fairly simple choice. We can look at those types of clients and, and determine the characteristics of each of those types of clients. What was it about the clients that made our life difficult? What was it? How did we get the work from them? What was it like going into the relationship? How was that relationship set up? And then how was the work program planned out and, and um, negotiated with our client to enable us to do our best work? And what prevented that from happening? When we can analyze those things, we can look at what changes we need to make in that process. And maybe that changes don't even work for that type of client at all. Look at, on the other hand, the types of clients who've been brilliant to work with. What are their characteristics? What was the process of being able to work with them? What sort of things did they appreciate about you before they became your client? What things did they appreciate, appreciate about you when you were working together? And what sort of things do they appreciate about the relationship they have with you and vice versa? What do you appreciate about those clients right through that whole journey? And maybe we can look at how can we win more clients like that? Because I think the biggest transformation I've been able to achieve with my clients and in my own businesses has not been so much about how we do things, but about the sort of clients we work for. Because great clients make it easy to do our work. Difficult clients, well, obviously make it difficult, but they 
create more than difficulties. They create financial challenges. They create emotional challenges and turmoil to some extent. They create stress. They create disruption in our business activities. They create angst for our our team members who are working on those projects. They create more complexity in our business because often we have to redo things. We have to rethink things about how we do business with them. Uh, They don't allow us to run our normal process and they tend to want to rule the, the relationship we have with them. They want to be the boss. They want to be in charge. They want us to do things their way. Now, that may be okay, and maybe there's a compromise that you can come to in working with clients like that, but I've found over time that the challenge is really too great. I would much rather work harder at first to find the right clients, to find those clients that are really appreciative, that are really grateful to have us on their side, who allow us to run the projects and run the work with them the way we think best, the ones who step back and allow us to be the authority. Because when we're the authority, we can do the work that we know needs to be done. And that relationship that I've had and my team has had with clients like that has not only created amazing results at times, but also longevity in the relationship. We love to work with clients like that and they love working with us. They continue to benefit from working with us and in a different way, it enables our creativity to emerge where we can come up with new ideas and new concepts that we employ with those clients to even achieve better results. So instead of being forced to be creative with the difficult clients to reinvent the way we do things so that we can keep them happy, with our delighted clients, we can be creative and not reinvent the way we do things, but accelerate or add on to what we do with them to achieve even better enhanced results than what we've been achieving already. So instead of having difficult clients that it's hard to get wings with, it's hard for us to work with them and it's hard for us to to build an ROI for them because of the restrictions they put on us in that relationship, our winning clients, the ones that are achieving amazing results because they are just delighted with what we're doing with them, give us a a greater impetus to do even better and to be more creative about how we can achieve the next level with them. So our business grows in in another way when we focus all of our efforts on our best clients. When we determine the marketing system that gives us more opportunities with premium level clients who not only enable us, but empower us to do our best work with them. So what is it about the way you've been operating at the moment and coming back to 
the change of year from 2023 to 2024, when we're looking to a brighter future, we're looking at a future that is better, more exciting, more uh, beneficial than what we've achieved this year. Come back to that analysis. What is it makes a difference between those two types of clients? Because I think that creates the biggest opportunity for us to, to work better. Yes, we can look at our internal operations. We can look at how we find the best people on our team, how we can run more efficiently. But I still come back to the fact that I think the choice of our clients really underpins and underlines each of those factors, our ability to attract better quality people depends on the types of clients we work with and the types of work that that enables for us. The simplicity of working with brilliant clients means that our business processes run smoothly and more efficiently, so we don't have to worry about improving those processes because they just get better by us doing what we do and learning by doing rather than under or, or re deconstructing what we've done and trying to rebuild it to work better with inefficient, challenging, disruptive clients. Let's enhance our processes even more when we're working with better quality clients. Our cost structure also reduces when we are working with better quality clients, not just through the simplicity and the efficiency of working with them, but there's less need for highly trained, more qualified people in that, that environment. Because when we're able to operate our systems and our methodology, our people can be trained to do that, where often we need more brain power, more intelligence, maybe more ability to overcome difficult challenges in the, the complex business model that we may have created by working with challenging clients. Therefore, the people we need to recruit for that business are, tend to be at a much higher level and more expensive, more highly qualified level just to be able to figure out how to work with these difficult, challenging clients and challenging situations they put us in. So when we have better quality clients, a simpler business operation, we don't need such clever people or the clever people we already have can actually do so much more and they can train the people at the more junior levels in our organisation to do much better work. So the, the payoff of the simple business model with premium level clients is, is so much greater than trying to reconstruct a struggling, challenging business because we're not working with the right clients. So instead of paying all of that extra time and effort and attention to improving our ability to be more efficient and to work with more challenging clients, what if we spent that time and effort and attention and possibly even money 
to generate more opportunities with better quality clients. If we shift our focus to not changing our business model to to deal with challenging clients, but shift our marketing focus to how do we attract better quality clients in the first place, we will actually achieve far more, much more growth opportunities and the acceleration of our business into the future by that strategic approach of focusing on premium level clients to the exclusion of the challenging disruptive clients. And that that takes a fair bit of courage to go that path because it means changing the way you do things. And often the fact that the premium clients we have are so few and far between, we wonder if we can ever have a business that is solely devoted to that premium level client. Probably the reason we have the business we have is because we haven't actually found the right formula to attract more of those clients and our limitations around our marketing, the lack of knowledge we have to understand what it takes to attract those premium level clients holds us back. And I understand that. It's it's a very common situation in consulting firms that I see all the time. Our limitations, our lack of knowledge, a lack of belief that a proper strategic marketing approach can attract enough premium level clients that we can really focus all our work on them. It just drags us back into fighting for what we can get in the market and winning work at all costs with the challenging clients that we're dealing with day to day. So the courage is about belief, first of all, that it can happen then the courage to stick with it when you're building that process and the courage to work through that transition where sometimes you might say no to the work that you could have won with these more challenging clients and and risk the cash flow dip that might bring for you while you're still building your more strategic focus marketing to attract more premium level quality clients for you. So understand that challenge is it is a real factor, but it is one that I think that is a short-term challenge. It's a short-term perspective because once you get that marketing right, you have a system that will stand you in great stead for the future. And it's a system that you can continue to build on, a platform that you can expand and extend to to attract more premium clients consistently and predictably that enables you to create scalability in your business. That platform allows your business to grow and your ability to expand your marketing into that sector means that you're really not held back like you may be now. So I really hope that you have the courage to make that choice because to me, I'm really upset and sometimes distraught when I see clients 
struggling with a complex business that they really don't need to have, when they're challenged by the way they do things now and they're worried about the economy, they're worried about what's happening externally because they're already challenged by the internal processes they have in their business, even though they may not explain it. And maybe you're you're thinking, what are you talking about, Greg? That's just the way things are. How can we make it any different? This is where I want you to have the courage to believe that it can be different. It doesn't have to be the same. You don't have to repeat 2023 in 2024. You can decide that it will be different and it doesn't depend on the economy. You can create your own microeconomy in your business. And the clientele that I'm talking to, my target market, I understand, are owners of consultancy firms that are in the small to medium range. We're not talking businesses with hundreds of employees. If you're on my marketing list and you're listening to this podcast, then more than likely you're a consultant that owns a firm that has a small number of employees up to maybe 20, possibly even 50 at the max. I would, would not expect that there's too many people listening to this podcast that have more employees in their firm than that. And with that being the situation, and really the smaller your business is, the less impact the external economy will have on you because you have so much individual capability to expand your own market. We're in the sort of business where we don't need thousands of clients. We don't need hundreds of customers even. Most of us will get by very well with 10 to 20 clients coming through during the year, maybe even less than that. So we don't have to worry about the mass effects of a challenging economy because we can create our own economy by being strategic about what we do. And when you identify those premium level clients that you're working with currently and seeing the opportunities you have to attract more of those, and be very selective about who they are, maybe you only need 10 more of those or 20 more of those for the whole of 2024 to double the size of your revenue because not only will they pay you more, but they will give you greater capacity to have more clients that you can do work with on that same level. So have the courage to look at What are you doing now this year? Analyze your client base. Really look at who are the best clients for you to work with. Then decide that 2024 will be about attracting more premium level clients that give you the opportunity to accelerate your business growth, to create scalability in what you're doing and simplicity in each project that you're putting your people on, that you're giving to your team so that they can be more efficient, your business can be more cost-effective, your projects can be more profitable, and your growth can be accelerated throughout 2024. That's my wish for you for this 
holiday period coming up, the change of year from 2023 to 2024, when we usually take time to reflect on what's gone by and look at where we're heading for the new year. So please take the time to do that. Follow my process of analyzing your client base and see what clients are best for you to work with in 2024. And now if you want to get 2024 off and running in the best way possible and you want some help to do that, then reach out to me. Reach me through my website at businessflightpath.com or uh, reach out on LinkedIn or Facebook. Just do a search for Greg Roworth on those platforms and you'll find me. Send me a direct message and we can together work on helping 2024 be your best year yet. That's it for the Accepted Authority podcast for 2023. There's another week to go of this year, but I'm going to take that week off and uh, I'm coming back refreshed, reset for 2024 to make 2024 even better than the year we've just had. That's it for me. Wishing you a great holiday season. Enjoy some time off if you're able to take that. Hopefully that's the case. And uh, we'll see you again in 2024. Very, very worth out.